Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Talk, www.concussiontalk.com. This is episode 25. I'll be talking to Rowan Stringer's father, Gordon. In 2013, Rowan Stringer was playing high school rugby in Ottawa and sustained two concussions in less than a week. Her second concussion knocked her unconscious and she never recovered. Rowan's parents have been pushing for greater awareness and education around concussions, especially in youth sports. Today, I talked to Gordon Stringer about the changes he would like to see around how concussions and concussion management are understood. We will also talk about Bill 149, better known as Rowan's Law, passed in Ontario last year, where it is now, and the next steps. Okay, I'm on the phone now with Gordon Stringer, and I'll get him to introduce himself and talk about how he became involved in concussion education, awareness, he and his wife, and about their daughter. So you could tell us, Gordon, if you could tell us about yourself and about Rowan, please. All right. Uh, hi, Nick. First, I uh, want to thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to, to come on your podcast. Um, well, I'm uh, I'm a father uh, from Ottawa, Ontario, and uh, my daughter Rowan in May of 2013 uh, passed away as a result of second impact syndrome, which is uh, it boils down to a, a series of undiagnosed uh, and untreated concussions, uh, generally in a short period of time, which uh, resulted in a catastrophic brain injury for her. Um, she was 17 at the time. Um, it's been almost four years, which is uh, pretty hard to believe. <laughs> I was just thinking about it the other day that uh, almost four years had passed. Um, she um, she was an active kid uh, right from the day she was born. We we kind of knew that uh, we we're going to have to keep her occupied. Um, she was very different than her older sister. Her older sister came out and was very calm and collected about life. And uh, Rowan was a little more. Uh, little more energy a little more high energy needed to uh 
need to get involved in things. So she, uh, you know, growing up, she was in uh, soccer. She was in uh, ringette for a long time. Uh, she played ringette uh, 12, 13 years. Um, some of it at double A level, which uh, is the highest you can get to in ringette. She played uh, lacrosse, um, which was interesting here because uh, they didn't have enough girls to uh, to make a team, so the girls always played with well, on the on the boys' teams. So she was uh, she was generally the the only girl on her team in the in the lacrosse uh, area until she uh, she reached uh, I think it was about bantam level, and uh, the boys started to get a little bit too big for her to be. <laughs> her to be in there bouncing around with them so uh she dropped uh she dropped lacrosse at that point um and in grade 11 she got into rugby which was uh you know it's a, it's a little bit late but it was high school and they started a girls team so she got in, got involved in it at that point um she was in soccer snowboarding i mean she was very active, active it sounds very active kid yes um in uh, in May of 2013, um, the events that uh, around her her death were um, a very short period of time. On uh, on a Friday afternoon, it was uh, preseason for the high school teams, so they had a a preseason tournament on the Friday afternoon where they played three shortened games. Okay. Um, it was quite a warm day. Um, we found out that during the third game, she took a hit and was actually removed from, from the field. Um, we didn't find this out until after everything had happened. Uh, anyway, they, they did remove her from the game. Um, she came home, she complained about having a headache on Saturday. This wasn't unusual she was a kid that got headaches, whether it be, you know, biological or, or whatever. Um, she took Advil. Um, the headache went away. Sunday we had a family gathering. She seemed her normal self. Uh, didn't complain about headaches anymore. Seemed fine. Uh, went to school on the Monday and they had their first high school Monday rugby game. Uh, in that game, she apparently got kicked in the head at one point. Uh, nobody saw it. She didn't stop playing. Um, the big concern for us, which really highlights the whole brain injury area, was she had a huge bruise on her knee after that game. So this was the big focal point was yeah. the actual big bruise on her knee and whether or not her knee was going to be healthy enough for her to play the next game and all this kind of stuff and but nothing was mentioned about the hit to the head no um she didn't talk about it nobody said anything about it um she did go and have a driver's test on the tuesday uh which she failed which looking back with 2020 vision was probably another indication that things weren't totally fine uh, going on in her brain because she was a good driver and the fact that uh, she failed her driver's test was probably a flag that we didn't pick up on either. Um, she went to the game Wednesday. Um, 
I dropped her off at school in the morning and my concern again was <laughs> this bruised knee. I said, you know, maybe you should think about not playing because that knee isn't looking very good. And she kind of scoffed at me and said, oh, come on, Dad, you know, it's just a it's just a bruise. I've had them before. I've played through these kind of things. It's not bothering me. Um, apparently, she did talk to some friends that day about uh, thinking she may have a concussion. Wow. Um, but they, one friend kind of said to her, well, you know, really, if, if you have a concussion, you know it. So, you know, if, if you're kind of questioning it, then maybe it's not there. Who knows? They Googled concussion. Ultimately, the she decided to play the game that uh, that afternoon. They had another high school game on the Wednesday afternoon. Uh, in that game, she uh, she suffered uh, a it was a swing tackle, which um, in rugby is is illegal. Uh, she was running with the ball, and with her forward motion, the opposing player grabbed her by the jersey and threw her through the air. So her momentum carried her as well. Yeah, uh, as the throw, and uh, she apparently landed on her head on the ground. Um, she sat up briefly uh, on the field, kind of motioned her hand to her head, and then lost consciousness. Um, the uh, she was taken to the hospital by ambulance. Um, she never did regain consciousness. Uh, they um, they removed uh, a bone flap from her skull to try and relieve the pressure of the brain swelling. Uh, that didn't do the trick um and by uh by that sunday uh she was pronounced brain dead uh at the children's hospital and um we as per her wishes we uh donated her organs um so that uh other people could have a chance at a better life um so that's that's kind of the events surrounding uh um her death. Wow. Um, well, we, sorry, go ahead. Uh, we, um, we got a call uh, a couple of days after her death from uh, Chris Nowinski, who is um, the fellow at the Sports Legacy Institute down in at Boston University. They're the ones that uh, are conducting the, the brain uh, injury research yes. on. Uh, NHL athletes, NFL athletes, etc. Um, I tell you, Chris is an amazing guy, and the people down there are pretty amazing folks. Oh. Um, yeah. But uh, to to have his job, it's got to be pretty tough because uh, you know a couple of days after Rowan passed away, he was on the phone, and it, it, it's <laughs> the fact that he 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 has to make these kind of phone calls yeah. and he does is um, is pretty uh, incredible. But yeah. um, you know, he asked us if uh, if we would be willing to uh, allow Rowan, Rowan's brain to be uh, to be looked at um, by the folks down at uh, Boston University uh, Medical Center. Um, we agreed to it, um, but before that could happen, the folks at the Children's Hospital here were also going to be doing a, an autopsy and uh, looking at what happened. So. Um, Eventually, her 
her brain tissues got sent down to Boston University. They um, they looked at them, and uh, that's where we got the diagnosis of uh, second impact syndrome. They they looked at what uh, at her brain and um, concluded that um, she had had more more than likely on the Friday and the Monday. Um, probably a mild concussive event or, or maybe slightly worse than a mild concussive event. They, they couldn't really tell that. But there was definite signs that uh, the blow on Wednesday um, resulted in the second impact syndrome. Yeah. Uh, massive brain swelling uh, event that, uh, that took her life. So um, that was... Um, it, it was it was good to get a a, a diagnosis and a final um, yes. kind of cause of death. Um, although it's still it, it, it it's pretty hard to realize that yeah. uh, you know something could have been done. Uh, we think, or even if she had had the knowledge herself, she could have made uh, different decisions that she made in in, in what. Uh, what transpired in the events yeah so um it was uh it was bittersweet but uh it was good to get that uh that knowledge and uh it's kind of um provided the impetus for us to uh to move forward with what we've been doing um in the last little while on uh, concussion education and awareness yeah yeah wow that's, uh, that's amazing that's an amazing story um so thank you so much for sharing it um, so you, that since that time, you and your wife have been very active in pushing for concussion education and protocols in youth sports, especially. So, where is, how would you like to? Do you know how 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 or where you like to? You'd like to see this addressed, like at school, at family, clubs, leagues. Um, yeah. Uh, well, our about two years after Rowan's death in uh, in. Uh, May and June of 2015, there was a coroner's inquest held here in Ottawa, and uh, out of that inquest came 49 recommendations uh, with respect to concussions, education, awareness, and treatment. Um, the first recommendation was for the province to uh, create Rowan's Law, which which passed last June, uh, June of 2016 here in Ontario, um, and that law. Uh, is has created a uh, an advisory group uh, which I sit on uh, with uh, 14 15 other um, much more learned people than myself I yeah. must say in in the fields of, uh, of medicine uh, health education uh, and sport and um, this group is tasked with uh, providing a report this fall uh, to the government, advising them on how to implement the 49 recommendations that came out of uh, uh, Rowan's uh, coroner's inquest. Um, our How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ours, meaning uh, Kathleen and myself, our preference or our, our area of... Uh, of importance that we would like to see is the education piece because we feel, um, you know, had, had Rowan had that, uh, brain health education, um, had that piece of knowledge. She, she, or even some of her friends, um, may have, uh, convinced her or she may have convinced herself not to, uh, not to play that final game and, and to get checked out beforehand. Um, there are a lot of tools out there from different organizations that already exist, so it's not a matter of uh, having to go out and create things, uh, although I'm certain that people would be able to create new and innovative uh, education pieces, but uh, organizations like Parachute Canada and um, other, other uh, injury prevention organizations already have um, age-appropriate uh, brain health education tools that can be introduced into a school curriculum from, you know, probably as early as maybe even grade three or maybe even a bit younger than that. But um, just teaching kids about how important it is to look after your brain and, uh, you know, to be careful with it and to make sure that you uh, you tell somebody or 
you know, if you know that one of your friends uh, got hurt or got hit and they're not saying anything about it, um, to let somebody know so that uh, they can be looked after. Um, so education is a is a a big point for us personally, but there are so many other areas that that do need to be uh, to be augmented. And, you know, in the area of injury prevention, the the tools raising awareness around it. We've seen a lot of that improve over the last uh, few years um, since Rowan died, and that's great to see. Um, but there's also a lot of um, very good research going on uh, in Canada. We have some excellent centers of research here in uh, uh, London at Western University and the, the University of Toronto, um, Ottawa. Here we have uh, groups here that are, you know, Across the country, there, Calgary has a good uh, uh, research center out there. Looking people looking into it. So, but these people need to be supported, and yeah. their work needs to be, uh, um, you know, needs needs to continue to advance. And uh, that's part of uh, that's part of what needs to be talked about in the in the context of uh, of concussion. Uh, awareness and treatment. Uh, we in Ontario, we've got some very good um, uh, doctors that are are running concussion uh, centers in in London, in Barrie, Ontario. Here in Ottawa, there's a concussion clinic. But again, it's it's a matter of you need those multidisciplinary teams, those uh, uh, available for people to get the proper treatment in. Uh, you know, it, it could be a vestibular problem. It could be an ocular problem. It could be, you know, just it could be something just to do with the trauma in the brain. There's so many things that could be going on in a concussion situation that you need those multidisciplinary teams to take a look at uh, what's going on and, and establish what the proper treatments are. And. While we're fortunate to have some of these centers here, they still need to be supported and augmented and uh, having those multidisciplinary teams available for people that, that truly do need uh, the help in uh, recovering from uh, from concussions. So, uh, so well put. Thank you so much. That's just, yeah, that's, you're, you're so right about that. And about prevention, treatment, and rest and recovery and rehabilitation, all these areas need to be uh, just as you said, augmented and supported. So, yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, we're, we're I I don't want to knock what what's already in place because we do have a lot of very good people that are that are uh, that are working on this and that are doing their very best. But um, I do think we need to establish centers of excellence, and there are there are models. Um, one of them I like to talk about is um, Dr. Michael Ellis's. Uh, Pan Am Clinic in Winnipeg, where the the provincial government has uh, agreed to uh, to fund and support this center in Winnipeg, where uh, people in Manitoba, the ones that truly do need it, and it's not everyone that gets a concussion. That's another thing that yeah. that, that needs to be um, communicated clearly. Is that in you know in a majority of cases, and depending upon what you look at, it sometimes it's 80, 90 percent. That's the number that I've heard around. 
you know, as long as you see a medical doctor and you, you follow a, a, uh, a program of rest or slight, uh, um, slight bits of activity and whatever follow a recovery program, you can, you can, your brain can fix itself and fully recover or recover to a, a normal baseline, um, in a relatively short period of time without yeah. any, um, major kind of interventions but then those other 10 to 20 percent of people that do need long term you know they have post-concussive syndrome or uh, symptoms and they do need more help these are the areas like dr ellis's uh pan am clinic and concussion north and barry ontario and these are the centers that uh, that need to be supported so that those 10 to 20 percent of people that do need those extended uh, treatments and, and, and assistance, uh, do get them. And, um, I think that's where we really need to ultimately focus is establishing those centers of excellence around, uh, around the country where, where those people can get that, uh, multidisciplinary treatment that they need when they need it. Exactly. Yes. Actually, I had a, a question that I want to ask you about was, what do you think are the most important points to be taught? But as you well mentioned, that there are so many, so many important points that need to be discussed and taught, and and just awareness and the mention around these these points. There's just there's not just one or two important points. There's so many, and there's so many developments that need to happen. Because as I mean, as concussion has become become more aware of in the past, you know, ten years, whatever. It's still there's still there's still so much to be done. We've to come we've come a long way in these past few years, but there's still so much more work to do and to get this education out there and and so everybody can know what this what needs to be done and how they need to treat their own their own brain and and how others need to treat their brain. So Yeah, and uh you know, if we can if we can get uh brain health education into the school system, yeah. I think that would help. Um and, you know, establishing um, consistent return to learn, return to play protocols uh, around the country and, yeah. you know, and establishing these centers where uh, longer term treatments are needed that that have the uh, the expertise available to people that um, that are dealing with post concussive uh, events and symptoms in their life yes and no, i think you've, you've made those are just just excellent points and yes I, I i just think those are great points i hope everyone in the country and everyone the, the governments and the people with, with the governments with money in the hospitals really take pay attention to that and 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 just know that it's not just treatment and prevention and recovery it's also education about these these issues that are so important yeah for sure yeah, so um, so thank you. I got to thank you again so much for agreeing to talk today. And uh, I think the work you're doing in this, the the recommendations that your committee comes up with, will be very interesting to read. And hopefully Ontario's, hopefully that hopefully something is noticeable is done about it. So uh, thank you so much for talking to me today. Uh, thanks very much, Nick. I appreciate the opportunity. You take care. Thank you. You too. I would like to thank Gordon once again for a very informative podcast. And I would like to thank Gordon's wife, Kathleen, 
and Gordon for the continuing efforts around concussion education and awareness. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.